Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's 3M Open. I'm Rick Game and that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, happy Wednesday evening, sir. Yeah, Wednesday evening, the best time of the week. Um, you know, a little, it's hard to gear up quite as much as I'd like to after the final major of the year. I know we've got like 260 days till the next one. So uh, a little bit sad to hear, but it was fun last week and looking forward to the 3M Open. How about you? Uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm, uh, I'm usually okay at turning the page, but it'll hit me in like two months. I'm like, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, we still have six months until another me. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool now. I'm still on that high a little bit, but it'll, it'll definitely hit me in coming weeks. Um, how good is Morikawa dude? <sighs> so good. And it's like, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like a lot of us that put a lot of work into this and like study every tweet were like at a disadvantage last week. Cause it felt like all the momentum from every side, from every tweet was like anti debutante. You know, he can't, he's, he's struggling out there. He said himself, he's not comfortable with the grass, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like as simple as he's too good to be 35 to 40 to one. We should have just all taken it. He's too good. Last Wednesday, he went for $7.46 here in the IPO. He paid out the full $25, which means he earned you $17 a share. Jordan Spieth, whose outright ticket did not cash, went for $8.99 last Wednesday, paid out a full $20. This data is available on rickrungood.com. It's free. You can download it. You can manipulate it. It's all the data from every single cash market out there. And Joe, we're giving away. Whoops. Sorry, Joe. There we go. Joe, we're giving away $100 in jock bucks this evening. Uh, Would you like to tell the people how to get it done? Yeah, absolutely. Drop your name in the comment section, and we will randomly pick five people throughout the show. We'll give away 20 bucks each time. If you haven't tried Jock Market yet, Rick's got the promo code banner up there ready to go. Power will get you a $50 deposit match on your first deposit, uh, and we'll kind of walk you through this next 40 or so minutes of IPO and give away some money. That's right. Piece of cake. If you've stumbled in here uh, and you have no idea what's going on, this is stock market DFS. This is your opportunity to bid on shares of golfers until just before 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then if you're the high bidder, those shares are allocated to you and you can buy and sell shares over the course of the next four days as the event gets going. And this event, Joe, it's uh, a young one. Only the third year we've had the 3M Open. Matthew Wolf gets it done in 2019. Michael Thompson gets it done in 2020 which by the way both of their first names start with m this is the 3m open should we just narrow it down to guys this year for the third m in a row winning it i see, I see what you're doing there that's one narrative. that's one way to kind of play it but yeah Look, it I, down. Think this, Let's go. I think this course is fun um i'm i'm partial because i hit a huge matt wolf ticket the first year but what a way to like looking back on it have your inaugural tournament end like it, it has the par five finish. Like you had Morikawa, Wolf, Bryson, like all right there. And it took an eagle on the final hole to win the event. Uh, so very cool. Like it, it, it's hopefully going to shape up to be an exciting finish. Some decent names coming over here, but actually kind of pleasantly surprised with the field the week after a major and kind of sandwiched between the Olympics, which is a weird spot too. So uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. I was waiting for the Monday afternoon WDs from DJ and Louie and whoever else wanted to roll in. Never happened. So I guess they are rocking on. And, you know, I have a tough time with this course, Joe. I like it. I do. I just don't know if we don't have enough data or it's not unique enough where it's hard for me to pinpoint the type of golfer that should have success. A lot of weeks, it's it's pretty apparent. We either have enough data or the course has features like very thick rough, very narrow fairway, small green. It, you know, it has something that we can say, this is the type of golfer that should find success. I'm not sure I see that as easily this week. Yeah. So the short-sighted approach would, would say, look at Wolf and Bryson and just take bombers. But then last year we had Thompson and we had like Warinsky up there and we had some of these other guys who were pretty much just playing it as find the fairway because there is a ton of water out here. And, you know, point at the flag stick, aim, fire, shoot, like a typical TPC course would be. There's going to be a lot of birdies out there, but there's also like on the flip side, there's big scores to be had. Like most birdie fests, 
you feel like, you know, an even par round is you're losing a lot of strokes. I mean, DJ saw a 78 here last year. I've seen Brooks shoot like 74, 75. So there's guys that like there's a lot of trouble lurking, even though it is a birdie fest, which makes it sort of a unique scenario. DJ put um, three in the water on 18 alone from the middle of the fairway. <laughs> Which I know. Is not ideal. I looked it up. He lost uh, 4.88 strokes on approach on that one hole, <laughs> which is like, I feel like that's got to be yeah. a record. It's unbelievable. Then the, then the back hurt. Yes. Then he went on to win like four out of the next seven tournaments he played. So, correct. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Here is what I'm going to do I'm going to reveal uh, the big board. Our big board offers live pricing into the jock market. But before I do that, I mean, the guys that came over from the Open Championship, Joe, I think they, some of them can present some question marks. Or how are we dealing with those guys as they make the trek back? You know, I think they all present some question marks. It's just how much you really want to weight that and buy into it. Um, you know, DJ obviously had a good Sunday. Louie is going to be tough because final pairing again, you know, ends up losing by five. He normally doesn't play the week after a major or these sort of random, you know, lesser known spots on tour. You know, Finau made a little bit of a charge. Reed was out early. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, they're clearly the best and most accomplished players in the field. So I think they're deserving of the price points and literally every sort of platform that you can take them. But at the same time, you just worry about focus and a short prep week and, and how locked in are these guys the week after the final major. All right, let's reveal the big board for the first time this evening. No, actually before... We do that. We have this little segment that we like to do called mm -hmm. Market Movers. And this is our opportunity to kind of go on record and pick out a, um, a, a, a penny stock, a mid cap, and a blue chipper for this evening. So, Joe, you want to start at the bottom or you want to start at the top? Let's start at the top. Start at the top. Go ahead. Joe's uh, blue chip for this evening is who? So I have concerns, as I mentioned, about all these guys. But I think my guy that, you know, is, is the, the biggest blue chip for me is going to be Pat Reed. Um, I mentioned the early exit last week. He breaks out really well in, in his approach numbers, actually, the last 24 and the last 12 rounds. So when you look at it sort of really short term, he's striking the ball pretty well. He's typically good on birdie fest. He's good on bent grass greens. Um, and I think that there's a lot of sort of underlying – motivation at stake for him this week with the Ryder Cup coming up. We know how much that means to Patrick Reed. He's in that eighth spot now, which is sort of the final auto spot. So he needs to play well to keep that because it will definitely be a point of debate on whether you want to make him a captain's pick or not. Like, I think he's earned it, but we don't know, you know, sort of what the captain is going to be thinking in terms of that. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some added motivation. I think that's probably why he's here is to secure some more Ryder Cup points because that means a lot to him. And I think that he's playing well. I also like that he was maybe able to get a little bit more rest and come in a little bit more refreshed and put in a little bit more preparation toward this week. So, so I'm going to go with Pat Reed as my blue chip. And he's been a good bounce back player after missing cuts uh, in recent memory here. He, it usually does not keep him down for long. I'm going uh, to the other side of the ball, a lefty named Bubba Watson, who did not play the Open Championship, didn't test positive, right? He was just, uh, it was contact tracing that, that got him to withdraw from that event, I believe. Yeah, I think he was like a self-reported thing where he yeah. just happened to be around someone and, <laughs> and he told them and they're like, well, you're out. Despite that, he's been uh, playing well. He has coughed it up on a couple of Sundays recently, but the Tita Green game is there. The driver is back. It's looking like vintage Bubba. And when I get fields like this, you know, where there are not a lot of PGA Tour wins in this field for a guy who has, I don't even know what he has now, 11, something like that. I, I like that win equity. It's the same reason I like Reed as well. Guys that win golf tournaments on the PGA Tour, I think become increasingly more valuable when you you have a lot of guys who don't have that level of experience. So I'm going with Bubba Watson. Joe's going with Patrick Reed as our blue chips. Uh, let's go down to the mid caps. And Joe, who are you going with here? 
Yeah, so I'm going to take Troy Merritt. I think that he probably ends up right around that $5 to $6 range. I think there's a lot of upside with him. Really good um, in these sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, birdie fest. These scores and these tournaments that end around 20 to 25 under par seems to bring the best out of his game. Has the putter going pretty well right now also. And I kind of put a strong um, correlation this week to, to what happened not only recently, but I think has shown – um, comparative players coming up on the leaderboards in the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where he just lost in a playoff uh, to Cam Davis a couple of weeks ago, played really well there. That was really low scoring. Uh, so I'm going to go Troy Merritt here as sort of my mid-range guy. All right, I like that. I'm going to go with uh, a guy that I, I think I entered the evening thinking he might be a penny stock based on his outright numbers and things like that. But seeing some movement already in the jock market is, is Cam Champ. And, and this, let me be very clear, this is an opportunity to try to catch Cam Champ early. You know, he had the five consecutive missed cuts. Then he played well at the John Deere. What I liked about that event is the six strokes he gained off the tee. And I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. When guys lean into their weapon, it's a really good thing. And it takes a lot of stress off the rest of their game. And that was the one thing uh, that he was not able to do previously. So maybe this is him building on something. I'm willing to take that chance because I know he has winning upside. So I'm going with Cam Champ in the mid. And Joe is going with Troy Merritt, which leaves us only with our penny stocks. Uh, Joe, yours is? Uh, let's stick with the cam narrative. I'm going Cameron Percy. So this is a little off the wall here. I think he's projected fair value at like two bucks. So he's really far down the list. He was on like page three when I looked earlier, but I've seen some positive signs. Look, when you're going for these penny stocks, you really have to kind of, you know, I think the way to attack it is to pick uh, a category. Look, these guys aren't going to be good in every facet of the game, driving approach, putting around the greens, or else they wouldn't be this far down the list. So you have to figure what is going to matter the most this week. And I think it's approach play. He's been really solid with his irons. I think he's gained strokes on approach in 14 of the last 15 events that I saw. Over his last five events, he's averaging plus 2.5 with the irons, um, playing really well in three consecutive jock markets with positive ROI, Travelers. Uh, plus 38%, Rocket Mortgage, plus 65%, John Deere, plus 217%. So he's trending in the right direction, and I just don't think, I'm hoping that his price point hasn't sort of caught up to his recent spike. Cam Percy for Joe, and I'm going with Wes Roach. Uh, and this is very penny stocky here. This is uh, way down the board. Uh, I, I liked your thought process, which is like when you're down this deep, find something. He's been a better ball striker. He's been making cuts. He is seemingly going to go for pretty cheap this evening. I'll give a I'll give him a shot when we get to the big board in just a second. But he's someone that I think could move up, make a cut, finish 42nd, and return you quite a bit of money. And that concludes our market mover segment, which leaves us with just one more thing to do. Joe, why don't I give away some jock bucks? Uh, the first $20 is going to Devin. Congratulations, Devin. We'll get that all set up for you in your account. If you want an opportunity to win $20 to the jock market, leave your jock market username in the chat. That is all we ask. Might as well hit the like button while you're there. It's big board time, Joe. And no surprise, DJ top of it nine dollars and one cent he's the number one pre-ranked golfer which means he breaks ties with every single golfer in this field and at nine dollars you are asking him to finish 14th or better a pretty outrageous fair value of 14 dollars and 58 cents for mr johnson yeah. will you have any shares of dj this evening i don't think so man he's been tough he's been tough to nail down uh recently He's going to be the highest price guy. He's already cleared nine bucks. He's probably going to break through ten, I would assume. Uh, the fourteen fifty four is is a little lofty, I think. Averaging, you know, that's basically asking him to finish sixth or better this week, uh, which is going to be tough. But yeah, I think right around ten bucks. You know, there's 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 so many different ways, and you know this to play this thing. If you're a guy that just wants to stick with a couple favorites up top and bank on them top tening, and hopefully one of them hoisting a trophy on Sunday. That's one way to do it. I'm probably going to look to find someone, uh, you know, start my portfolio in the sort of seven, eight dollar range like I typically do. Well, they are lining up behind DJ. They're not particularly close because there's a huge gap from nine dollars and one cent down to six fifty one. And it's the curious case of Matthew Wolf. I think um, I don't think books know what to do with him. I'm not sure 
handicappers know what to do with. I'm not sure I know what to do with him. I, I have no read on Wolf. Uh, the fact that he won here two years ago, I don't know how much bearing that even holds at this point. Where do we stand with this guy? I'm with you. I don't know what to do with him either. Um, I bet him. I'll tell you that because I think that, you know, he just has that upside in in winning ability. That said, I don't know that, like, I think if you're going to take Wolf this week, I think just taking the outright ticket is the way to go. Like, it it just – this kind of platform worries me a little bit with him because I feel like he's so volatile – there's so many unknowns circling him right now. Like I, I actually watched a little bit of the 3M that he won and like totally different guy, like was talkative in a mood, like the PJ tour is clipping stuff with him and his caddy, like laughing and joking. Like I, I hope that he gets back to that a little bit more because he seemed to be just young and like almost didn't know any better and was just having fun. Uh, and, and I think the pressure has gotten to him a little bit. Obviously, it's it's a little bit of a wrinkle seeing Morikawa, who they're you know they're kind of friendly, but they're also competitive in a sense. So seeing all the success that Colin just had at the Open when he essentially skipped it, uh, you know, what's that doing to a guy already who's who's going through some things, you know, personally in his head? I don't know. I don't know. If this is the best place to take Wolf. How do you feel on him? I don't know. I honestly don't have much of a feel. I think that you're going to end up paying a little bit of a premium because he won uh, this event two years ago. But I'm not sure. Outside of the two and a half rounds at the U.S. Open, I'm not sure there's much indication that his game is there. But I honestly am lost. I don't know. I know. And he can make – like the thing is this should be theoretically a good spot for him. There's just so many unknowns. He makes a ton of birdies. He's going to make you eagles on these par fives. Like they're long, but they're reachable for him. And he's got, you know, he's got some course knowledge to him. He's been there early. He's been putting in the time. It's just, I don't know what to do with him. So I think I'm just going to just kind of sit and watch. This IPO phase is going to close in about 25 minutes or so. And just in the time we were talking about Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau did make the jump over Wolf to now be the second most expensive golfer. And I think we've gotten to the point, or maybe I'm wrong, Joe, we've gotten to the point where, uh, you know, Finau used to be kind of an auto plug and play in a lot of, in a lot of fantasy formats. I think it's, the sentiment on him used to be a lot better. Um, you know, a couple of missed cuts in a row and then a 15th place finish at the Open Championship. Finau at $6.56 is essentially asking him to finish 24th or better. I mean, he he should be able to do that in this field, right? Yeah, you would think so at the price point right now. Um, I was a buyer last week at the lowest price we had ever seen him before in the jack market. So it's kind of rock bottom, you know, returned 40% ROI for me with that top 15. So that was, uh, I think that was the right play there he's the guy up top with the most to play for here. Uh, and I mentioned the Ryder Cup thing with Reed, but Finau is 12th right now, which makes him, you know, if they just go by points alone, the very last captain's pick, not to mention like the guy just flat out needs a win, like more than more than Reed or more than Louie or more than D, maybe not Louie, but definitely more than DJ. Like the guy needs to, to put another notch in the belt badly. I think this is a good opportunity. He was, one stroke back, I tweeted out earlier this week with a par five, um, number 12. I think he was one stroke back on Sunday last year. Couldn't birdie it from like greenside and two and just came home an even par. Like he's, he's, it's got to, it's got to happen for him sometime. And I think this is a good spot as in. Apparently, uh, Matthew Wolf is not going away. So he is now up to $7. Sentiment seems to be pretty strong on him. We'll keep an eye on uh, that the rest of the evening. But I want to start talking about these guys right here in the middle. It's These are the big question marks. These are the flavors of the week. In this field, these are the guys uh, that people are excited to buy shares of. They're Cameron Tringale, Bubba Watson, Mav McNeely, Hank Lebiota. I'll even throw Emiliano Grillo into that category. What are you doing here? Because I think this... This is the range that we're going to see a lot of movement in this evening. Yeah, um, I think that Bubba's probably, in, in your pick, the best play with the most upside here in terms of, of win equity. But, um, you know, another guy that's volatile, they're safer plays. Tringale is probably safer. Um, Kazire usually storms late and, and is a good play in jock market. 
So there's a lot to sort of digest in this range with all these guys so close together. It really just depends on how you want to build out your portfolio. Do you like where do you stand? Do you have a lean on anyone in particular? Yeah. So the Watson one I mentioned, I think that um, I think McNeely's pretty interesting. Again, this okay. is so I, I kind of like buying into some of these small sample sizes, which is like McNeely's young. We don't really know what he's going to be yet. Uh, was great in college. This is the best stretch of golf for him as a professional that that might not be saying much because he doesn't have a lot of starts but he's really starting uh to get more consistent the advanced metrics are looking better i i in an event like this okay this is this is a question that was posed to me this week or just today and i thought it was pretty good like if you could get let's just call it even money a previous pga tour winner wins this event or a first timer wins this event what side would you take wow um it's tough. It is tough because I kind of have to look at how many guys are in there. I would probably lean previous tour winner. That's what I said too, but it's it's one of these weird perception things where no they can't win until they do, right? Yeah. yeah. Now like do we now think of Cam Davis differently? Like I think I kind of do after he wins the Rocket Mortgage, right? And that mm-hmm. was 2 weeks ago or 2 starts ago. So so if if yeah. if we put a okay, so if McNeely goes on this stretch where he has four top 30s in a row and he wins this week, it's like whoa, this guy's the hottest guy on tour. Like that's the conversation we would have next. It's just a really weird perception thing for guys who haven't won. It's weird. So I'm kind of stuck on it, you know? No, yeah, it's it's definitely a question worth asking. It's interesting, like the Cam Davis thing that you mentioned, and I like his price point already is pretty high, but like this seems like I mentioned the Rocket Mortgage Comp earlier. He skipped the open. I think he might have gotten married or something like that. But this seems like a great place for him, man. Just the wide fairways, bomb it. Like he has the driver so dialed in. This seems like if he didn't win the Rocket Mortgage, I would have one hundred percent be betting him this week because I feel like it's a it's like tailor made for his game. Completely agree. Completely agree with that. Let me give away twenty to more dollars uh, to the jock market. It's going to Twin Nike. Congratulations, we or Twinicky, maybe I don't know. I don't know what your guys' usernames are, uh, but I'll do my best. Uh, Twin Nike. Congratulations. We'll get you set up with that. If you want to win twenty dollars to the jock market, put your jock market username in the chat right now. There is a lot of movement, Joe. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on this. Louis Oosthuizen is the most expensive golfer in the jock market right now. He's $9.81, which is shocking because I thought everyone universally wrote off Louis this week. Apparently not. No, apparently not. Somebody just took a massive stake at Louis. Exactly. He jumped like $2.50. Um, yeah, I would be worried about that, but it, it wasn't me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> It wasn't me. Uh, Robert McIntyre flying up the board, but I do want to get to, I mean, listen, I could talk about the changes at the top and I'll do that as well, but there's just more names to talk about. You know, there's, there's Stuart sink. There's Doug Gim. There's the five and a half to four and a half dollar range, which goes down to cam champ, who was my uh, mid cap pick of the week. And then, and then Lonto Griffin here as well, who in this four fifty to five fifty range, are you going to be favoriting this evening? So I'll tell you one guy that I have favorited, and I really like his price right now. Hopefully this doesn't bump it up too much, but it's Keegan. Um, awesome. Greens and regulation, third recently in the last 24 rounds. Approach in the last 24, he's fourth. Approach in the last 12, he's third. Uh, the ball striking numbers are great. It feels like – like. Remember back at the Valspar when like it felt like it was Keegan's time when a month before that, it felt like it was Sam Burns' time, and Burns kind of stole it from him. So it was kind of like it felt like he had peaked and was on his way back down, and all of a sudden he gets the win. I kind of get a similar vibe from, from Keegan here where it felt like there was a, a definite peak there in his game, and it started to tr- – it feels like it's trending downhill, but he's still putting up great numbers. And I think that, uh, you know, things could align for him this week. And I think the price point is is very favorable at this point. I love it. Let's go further. Let's keep going down the board. Let's go. So, let's go to page two. Okay. Because here is where you start to get. So Stricker's made his last two cuts on the PGA Tour. Both of them were top 50 finishes. CH3 is here. Bronson Burgoon. Uh, Vincent Whaley. My guy, Wes Rocha, was my penny stock. He's up to $2.65. Joe's is Camp Percy. He's at $2.55. Does anything – I mean, JT Poston was in a playoff last week. Does, does any of this look appealing to you? 
Yeah, I, there's some stuff here. I mean, like Charles Howe, it seems like is always like just not a sexy pick in like jock market or DraftKings, but uh, he hasn't been playing terribly. He's like 50 to one this week and he's way down the board here at three bucks. Um, so he's, he's an interesting one. We mentioned Percy. We mentioned the guys that, that we like as well. Um, you know, just kind of parsing through this. There's Wyndham Clark had a really good first year here. I think two years ago kind of fits that, that bomber mold and it can get a hot putter as well. So he's an interesting one. Poston's been putting extremely well. Vince Whaley's down here. who hits it a long way. Who sort of had his run in there. So I think there's going to be a lot of ROI and money made as we see every week uh, kind of hover around this range that we're, we're honed in on now. Yeah, I'm just going deep down the board here. I'm just seeing who all is going to be available for this evening. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. What about this guy, Joe Bramlett? Like, what do you know? What do you know about Bramlett? Because <laughs> I, I, he always seems to like be really high in my model and um, seemed to play pretty well last week. Also, I want to say he pops. Um, let me pull up his. Let me see if I can pull up his actual jock market history here here we go so let's see uh john he's coming off three straight missed cuts right so john Deere rocket mortgage travelers missed the cut missed the cut missed the cut uh essentially he didn't double your money got you 63 percent okay here's what i remember i remember the byron nelson where he popped from two dollars and 65 cents to twelve dollars i thought he had more than that maybe i I think he was good last week but we didn't have a contest for the barbasol Uh, i think he was good there okay yeah, I'm. Um, what's his current price right now? Do you have it handy? Uh, I have it at two twenty six, unless I need to refresh. So cheap. okay, so you're not asking him to do all that much at that price. Yeah, right. You make the cut. Make the cut. Um, back at the top, and I can give this another refresh here. But Louis Oosthuizen still the number one player. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Robert McIntyre, which I think is interesting. Hank Leviota is not going away. Uh, I've I've said this. The last couple of weeks, like, hey, I think we got to play this guy one more time. I think we got to do it one more time. Um, man, I think we got to do it one more time. <laughs> I bet him too. I bet him again. Like, if I'm going to put it, I'm going to put a heavy emphasis on um, what happened a couple of weeks ago in Detroit. Like, he was right there. There was, I had a ticket on him that week, and there was a point where he was like on the 15th hole where he was the favorite, like in the live betting markets. It felt like he was going to close that down. So many good finishes in a row, like starting at the Travelers. So it was awesome at the John Deere as well. He's holding a lot of pots in from deep right now, which is like the one pause for concern. How long can he continue to keep that going? But clearly in a comfort zone, another guy that you mentioned who's, who's playing the best professional golf of his young career. So the confidence should be at an all time high. Yeah, and and he's probably going to be he's already the most expensive he's ever been. So last week he he broke that or I'm sorry, last start John Deere Classic, he broke that. He was $6.01. He's $7.25 right now, which is asking him to finish 21st or better. At what price are we no longer interested in Hank Lebiota? Oh, he's, he might already be there for me, to be honest. Just seeing the other guys that are right around him, I think that um, you know, paying a premium and the highest price ever may be the time where where I can sort of jump off the train. We talked about that last week. You had a couple of guys that were the lowest price ever, and mm-hmm. I I made a blanket statement that was like, if you're getting a guy at the lowest price ever, it feels like a win, no matter who it is or when it is or whatever, yeah. just because it's at least an opportunity to buy low, and I feel like that's the same when you're paying the most a guy has ever been, it, mm-hmm. worries, it worries me. Obviously there are caveats and there are whatever, but I, I worry about that. Can I ask you about one guy? Sure. He's at $4 and 36 cents. So he's a bit of the way down there. Um, Ricky Fowler. Where? Oh, like, give, me, give me a take on Ricky because <laughs> I don't know what to do with this guy. I feel like it's coming around. Um, but he's really like you look at the price point. He's not as popular as I expected him to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's a, a valid assessment that he is this, or at least not yet. It has not rolled in yet. There's you know 15 minutes to go in this IPO. Um, I am very very cautiously optimistic on Ricky Fowler. You know we have now seen five. It's it's not saying much, but this five tournament stretch. 
is probably the best five tournament stretch that he's had in 18 months, which is, you know, the two top 11 finishes. The fact that he's made four cuts is probably one of the better stretches that he's had. The putter appears to be back. Obviously we don't have the strokes gain data from the open championship, but I'm very cautiously optimistic on this guy. I think we're, I think we're trending in the right direction. I think so too. Um, I didn't expect to, to think I was going to like Ricky, but like, you know, obviously this can all change, but right now, I mean, he's priced below Todd and Schwartzel and Perez and, and Woodland and Reavy. Like, I think he's better than that. So we'll see if it comes up uh, over the next 10 minutes here or so. There was a guy I wanted to bring up who, oh, Luke List. Um, I imagine yeah. Luke List is going to be, so I have him currently at $5.26, which I imagine is probably the most expensive. Oh, no, he was $7.09 in Punta Cana. He might break that tonight. I think, I think that he is just popular in DFS circles or in fantasy circles. Uh, the fact that he's coming off the back-to-back top fives, although you didn't get to benefit from the Barbasol last week because the, the, the cash market was the open championship, I think people are going to you know, use this as an opportunity to uh, get some Luke lists in their portfolios. Yeah, uh, has been unbelievable sort of with the iron, makes a ton of birdies. I'll, like Matt Wolf, he he makes a lot of eagles as well, which I think is going to be important this week. Um, and he's not putting horribly. Like even when he does, his, the other stuff is enough to overcome it. Like he lost two and a half strokes putting at the Barbasol last week and still top fives. Like if he puts level, he probably wins. So you're that's what you're looking for for Luke List and these guys who are phenomenal iron players and ball strikers. Um, is you, you get a week where they can sort of putt level to the field or, God forbid, go full Colin Morikawa and go from bottom half to first, uh, they're going to run away with it. He's going to win when he does that. So we'll see if this is the week for Luke. We're not seeing much movement at the top of the board, Joe. Uh, Louis still stuck at 981. DJ hasn't moved off of $9.01. We have seen a little bit of the gap closing behind them. But do you think we're going like, what does this board look like around nine o'clock? Is it, is it, you know, two guys, Louis and DJ at $10 and everybody else kind of lining up with a pretty big gap? Or does, does one of these guys separate themselves? It's hard for me to say because I think that they're, should be some trepidation in terms of betting, you know, trying to put a bid on a guy for $10 a share in a week like this, um, kind of an off field feels like a secondary event coming off an open championship where they took a transatlantic flight and got in sometime on Monday. So there's a lot of reasons not to like them, but, but at the same token, um, you know, you look at them compared to the strength of the rest of the field and a name like Dustin Johnson or a guy like Louie, who's playing phenomenal golf right now, should really stick out. And you would think that if they bring like their A minus B plus game, they're probably right in it on Sunday. One would certainly think so. Let me give away more money. Uh, so I'm going to give away 20 more dollars to the jock market. And that is going to go to. Tim, congratulations, Tim. We'll get you all set up with that. I've got twenty. I've got forty more dollars to give away. So the way to get entered is to leave your Jock Market username in the chat. While you're there, hit the like button. While you're playing Jock Market, you might as well deposit. Use the code Power. Get yourself a, a fifty dollar deposit bonus up to fifty dollars. It is a match, of course. And let me give the big board a refresh here, Joe, because we are probably. What do you think? nine to 11 minutes away from this IPO closing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're within that sort of 10 minute crunch time here where you should start getting your bids in. Yeah. So if you've been, if you've been uh favoriting golfers, if you have been putting a uh, buying one share, like Joe likes to do, you certainly don't want to be held uh, with the bag uh, in nine or 10 minutes or so. Again, not much movement at the top, but a lot of movement. Guy, sorry, Rick. Go ahead. No, please. No, please. Go ahead. How about the guy third on the board right now? Yeah. Um, Bobby Mack, like he just showing up in majors, like seemingly you, you would think that maybe the sentiment isn't there on a guy like this this week who was a late entry into the field. I think got in with somebody else withdrawing. And um, I saw him was like sending out messages that he was like up at 3 a.m. trying to find a flight over here. And all of a sudden he's he's basically third on the board where he's not – uh, clearly not the third favorite on any board. So there seems to be a lot of, of popularity around this guy. 
I actually don't mind it. I, I'm I'm surprised by it. I, I think you're right. I think the sentiment for a guy who plays primarily on the European tour, uh, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to get. It's hard to get the traction. Mm-hmm. But you show up at a couple of major championships, you play well, and people start to pay attention. And I don't mind this. I think that he is uh, more volatile though, Joe, than a lot of these guys. I think he's only like 24 years old. All the raw talent in the world, but it's it's going to come with some rocky starts. Now I'm I'm not sure. I'm willing to go much higher on Robert McIntyre. $7.71 is asking him to finish about 19th or better. But the good news is he is the sixth pre-ranked golfer. There's only five guys who are going to break ties uh, ahead of him. He wins everything else. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a really unique situation I think we have there. Yeah, it's a unique case study. I mean, you look at those events that you have there that he's played. I mean, those are premier stops on the PGA Tour. So this is by far going to be the the – weakest field event that he's played coming in with sort of the highest odds and probably the highest win equity. So, so it'll be interesting to see um, how he plays this week. Yeah. And this doesn't even include, uh, he also made a deep run at the match play. Remember that? I think he went mm-hmm. to the 16, maybe the 88. I can't remember, but um, yeah, that he's, he's, he's a very, very good player. I'm interested to see how he, how he does this week. Um Pat Kazire, you you mentioned this earlier. You had mentioned his Sundays and how he kind of flies up the leaderboard on Sundays. I love that volatility, right? The fact that he is capable of going really, really low. Now, I prefer it's more than just one round, and he's kind of saved some of his results with a really great final round to finish T11, a really great final round to finish T25. That's a little bit concerning, but I love the volatility. I love the upside from someone who has a, has a chance to do this. I got that from you, brother. I got that listening to you. Um, you were quick to point that out early in the week, and I sort of stole that bit. But yeah, like this is like this is the spot, like where that kind of stuff matters. Like he's been maybe the best round four player recently on the PGA Tour, or one of the best. I think, like I, I forget exactly what you said. But he's getting like three and a half strokes on the field in round fours. Yeah. So. You know, Saturday night, if Patton Kazire's, you know, five, six back in the lead, it may be time to put some buy shares in and, and, and open up an order on, on old Patton. You know what? I wasn't even thinking about it from like a uh, in-game purchase standpoint, but you're absolutely right. Five, every Saturday night, you should have an alarm set that's like buy Patton Kazire shares <laughs> right now. See what, see what happens. That's awesome. Yep. I love that. Um, we are probably, let's see, five or six minutes out. We're going to let Joe go do his thing in a minute or two. Uh, but before we do, you know, you, you talk about how sentiment um, is different here than in other fantasy formats. And one guy that I think is seemingly going to be popular this week is, is Johnny Vegas. You know, he has a, a great uh, club in, in his bag called The Driver. He's been putting up uh, decent finishes recently. He's $5.33. He's the 25th pre-ranked golfer. I think that's fair. He is right on his fair value price right now. Uh I, I don't think I could pay any more than this, but I think I'm cool with $5.33. Yeah, I, I would share that as well. Um, I think that he's a fair price right now. I think list is a fair price right now. You know, seeing, you know, you, you kind of have to see where they're ranking on the board in a sense, like seeing those two guys below. And I like Mito and I like Chris Kirk and I like Doug Gim, but I think those two guys have higher upside this week and are coming in with better form. Now, you know, in a, in a format like DraftKings, you have to factor in ownership, right? Are these guys 25% owned? And can I, you know, factor in some game theory and get some leverage on the field by by shifting and going elsewhere? You don't really have to think about that here. Um, all the shares are open to everybody. So if you feel like the price point is worth a buy, uh, and I think both of those guys have attractive, attractive numbers right now, then go ahead and make a bid. I love it. All right, here's what we're going to do. I have 8.54 on my clock. We are going to let Joe go do his thing. He is going to buy his shares. We're going to talk about his portfolio when this is all said and done. But this IPO phase, which we are in right now, is going to close probably in the next three to five minutes. It closes just before 9 p.m. Eastern time, and then those shares are allocated. So Joe's going to do his thing, and I'm going to walk you through the rest of this IPO. And we have not seen any 
movement off of Louis Ustazen and Dustin Johnson. I'm going to try to refresh quickly here as we come down the home stretch because I cannot imagine that the number one and number two pre-ranked golfer are going to stay at the same price for the final 15 minutes of this IPO. I could be wrong. We shall see. Tony Finau and Patrick Reed are lining up behind Ustazen and Dustin Johnson. So Tony Finau coming off the top 15 uh, finish at the Open Championship. Patrick Reed failed to make the weekend, although he has been very, very good at bouncing back. You can actually kind of see it in his logs here. Last couple of times, he's missed the cut. Missed the cut to Charles Schwab. Next start, he finished fifth. Missed the cut at the Valspar. Next start, he finished sixth. Missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer. Next start, he finished 22nd. Missed the cut at the American Express. Next start, one. So he has usually been very, very quick to bounce back. Robert McIntyre, we talked about, still hanging on at $7.71 with Hank Lebiota, Cameron Tregali, and Matthew Wolf lining up behind. We have not seen much movement on Wolf since we originally came on air in the first 15 minutes or so of that. I'm going to give the board a refresh here and see if I have any movement. And remember, this IPO is going to close probably in the next two or three minutes. You certainly don't want to be left on the sideline. Uh, we are seeing a little bit of movement with Tony Finau. He is extending away from Patrick Reed, and he's trying to climb up and catch Dustin Johnson. I would be stunned. If Dustin Johnson does not break through the $10 mark, but we shall see. I haven't been $9.15 at the moment. Patton Kazire, Bubba Watson, Keegan Bradley, Emiliano Grillo, they all live in the $6.50 to $7 range. These are golfers who, uh, well, I guess some of them have won on the PGA Tour. Bubba Watson's got a bunch of them. Patton Kazire has won. Keegan has won. And Grillo, he won something. I can't remember what it was, but he's won something before. Mav McNeely lining up behind, and then Sergio Garcia at $6.30. Sergio might be the guy that goes overlooked here. You know, a little bit of Bubba Watson love. You could put uh, Sergio Garcia in a similar boat. He's been a great ball striker. He's been piling up top 20 finishes. He certainly can't putt. Uh, he might just be in a similar boat as Bubba Watson. I'm pretty partial to Mito. Mito Pereira. My concerns... Not a big sample size. Uh, played well at the Barbasol last week. Finished T5 there. Seems to get more and more comfortable as every PGA Tour start that he makes. Other concern, he is 133rd in the pre-rank, which means you are probably not getting him to break any ties across the board. I'm going to try to give this board one more refresh. We are probably in that time right now where this IPO can close at any moment. There's a 90-second window that we are in right now where this IPO closes at random. So I'll keep an eye on that. And here we go. DJ trying to make a move towards the top. Louis still number one, $9.81. If you're a buyer of Louis at $9.81, you're asking him to finish 12th or better. Dustin Johnson, $9.42, and Tony Finau at a flat $8. Not much movement from Patrick Reed here mm -hmm. recently. And Shut it down. Early close. Shut it down. Very yeah. early. Wow. I'm looking now at 8.57. That's early. Yeah, it hasn't been that early in a couple of weeks. But we are done. IPO is closed. So we are going to let... We're going to let the dust settle here. We're just going to let all the everything refresh, make sure we have the right numbers. We're going to have Joe uh, tell us who is in his portfolio, but we're just going to give this one second. Um, while, while we do that, I'll give away uh, $20 more and let me draw a name here. One second. Uh, and the winner, oh, I know this one. Stewie, congrats. Stewie, what up? Stewie, congrats. We'll get y'all set up for $20 into the jock market. I have one more $20 to give away. I'll do that at the end of the show before we get out of here. So if you haven't already, or even if you have, throw your username back into the chat. That is the way to get in. Joe, it is time, my friend, for you to reveal to the people who made your portfolio. And actually, yeah, okay, sorry, I'm ready. I'm ready now. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, here's who I got. Sergio, you Sergio. mentioned him late. I thought I was going to lose him when you mentioned that. But $6.50, I think, is a very fair price. I think it is, too. You know, it was um, – as I was describing that, I'm like, man, this is, this, is the, this is the guy right here. This might be it. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't planning on targeting him, but I, like, blocked that in probably a minute before you said that, thinking the exact same thing. And then you mentioned, I'm like, ah. Uh, but yeah, ended up holding on to those, which is good. Uh, I got my mid-cap stock in Troy Merritt at $4.50. Um, 
sorry, I skipped over a couple of guys in the $5 range. So I did take a stance on Luke List at 550 and Ricky at 520. Um, felt like those were fair numbers for both of those guys, basically, um, you know, asking them to finish essentially in the top half of the, the main cut line. So I like both those guys. Um, and then two guys that I got down lower on the board, one at $3.40 was Eric Van Ruyen, um, who was very popular here last year. Yeah, you know, and this is this is classic, like one of the worst narratives is that he went to the University of Minnesota, right? That was yeah. the narrative. Oh yeah, and everybody was on him at like forty to one or something. I know. I was. was I, I'm sure I was one of them. I'm sure I was one of them. But looking yeah. back, it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? I know. But he had a couple of blow up holes. Um, that said, like you know, hit it far. His game should suit him well here. Three dollars and forty is cheap. And then I ended up missing out late on my penny stock of Cam Percy, but I did get a couple of shares of this guy, John Pack, um, who's a bomber out of Florida State. Hits it far, has not performed well, but he was one of the most decorated college players that we've seen in a long time. And I just had this sort of thought in my head that, like, okay, like Wolf was that guy two years ago, and in his like fourth start, all of a sudden he like broke through here. And it was like Morikawa's fifth start on the PGA Tour. And like, this is where they arrived, right? We saw him at the Travelers and they made the cut. But like, this is where those two dueled it down the stretch. Um, so maybe some positive sort of vibes and narrative line there for John Pat. But those are the six guys I got this week. I love it. There you go. That is Joe's portfolio. It's up at the bottom of the screen. If you have not uh, taken an opportunity to deposit, which is absolutely crazy, but if you haven't used the code power, it'll match you up to $50. Let's reveal the big board. And I'm shocked. I am shocked that Dustin Johnson is not the most expensive golfer. It is Louis Ustase at $9.81, uh, which means you're asking him to finish about 13th or better. And Dustin Johnson, $9.42. You're asking him to finish, same thing, about 13th or better. Joe, I, 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 can't, I can't believe it. Somebody took, and I wish we had that data, and those of you who may be digging through the API may have it, but somebody took a hard stance here because I don't know I don't know exactly what the jump was and I wish we knew, but it felt like he went from like seven bucks to nine eighty one in seconds and it just didn't move. So I don't know if someone just scooped up all the Louis shares at once and put in this high bid. But I do feel like like yeah, seeing where Dustin ended, they probably could have got him cheaper than that had they not put that early bid in. Dustin didn't really move much and then really only Tony Finau was the only other guy to break through eight dollars, which is kind of uncommon in what we're used to seeing more guys above that threshold. Yeah, so that seven dollar range is kind of interesting because that's kind of where you start to ask guys to finish top 20 or better. So I, I think it makes sense when you look at it because you're like, okay, what do I trust Libiota to do? Top 20. What do I trust Tringale to do? Top 20. What do I trust Cam Davis to do? Maybe like a top 20, right? So I'm not surprised to see one, two, three, four, five, six different golfers in that range without, you know, a lot more breaking through just because of the shape of this field. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When you think about it like that, you can kind of compare it to their top 20 odds uh, and see if you feel like you're getting yourself a little bit of value there on those players. All right, a little bit further. Bubba was in that $6 range. You mentioned Sergio at $6.50. I'm just trying to scroll through and see if any real values pop off here. I'm not sure they do. Although I'm, I'm kind of comparing to fair value as well. Schwartzel's kind of interesting because Schwartzel has played well. He played the Barbasol last week. Um, also, the 18th pre-rank, um, for a guy at $5, that feels pretty good. He's going to break a lot of ties with his peers. He's not going to break ties with the big boys, but he's going to break a lot of ties with his peers. Yeah, third here, either last year or 2019 as well. So played uh, has good course history kind of on his side as well. So, um, yeah, that definitely kind of sticks out a little bit. He's right around that 40 to 51 mark, to one mark, and you see him priced behind guys like Champ and Fratelli, who are at way higher odds on the odds board. So it definitely feels like he's got a little bit of value built in there. Interesting. Brandon Hagee has played well recently and is not seeing too much of an uptick. Now $3.75, although I guess that's the second most expensive he's ever been. But he was two ninety five dollars at the John Deere Classic. I do think, and without 
this is a strictly a, a guess. I'm not sure about this, but the guys that we haven't seen since John Deere, I wonder if they went a little bit forgotten. You know what I mean? You didn't see them at, you didn't see them at the open championship. They didn't play the Barbasol. It's just like, Oh, I forgot that guy existed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, there's it, it, especially down here, kind of in this, this low $3 range, uh, a lot of names that you can see, like we consistently see here, I think have good top 40 upside, which will, which will make you money on them at this point uh, at around the $3 range. And, you know, all of a sudden you get that top 10 and you have that massive ROI boom that like we saw a la Fratelli last week. And we've seen so many times come from this sort of target range. Yeah, these are really where you get some of these big movers. Obviously, there's a lot more of them uh, and you have to kind of figure out sure. which one's going to do it. But yes, this is where a lot of these big movers come from. I'm not seeing anything that stands out too much here. I think the top of the board to me is, is, is much more interesting than, than the rest of it. That's just surprising. Yeah. I think just seeing obviously Louie at the top, like we're not going to see him at the top of, of many other markets. So it's just, I, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like you're going to take him over DJ here. That's there's shocking. really, there's really a case to be made that, that Louis having like the fourth best season of anybody on tour, right? He doesn't have a win, but he's been piling up top finishes and at big events. So like, I get it, but I'm still, I don't know. Maybe I should be more comfortable with it. Maybe I should be more comfortable spending that much on Louis. I mean, he's been so good, and it seems like the 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 miss just seems impossible for him on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then comes into play on Sunday. Like, you watch him the first three rounds, and it feels like there's nothing he can do to make bogey. Like, honestly, because even when he's missing greens or missing fairways, he's a yard off, and it's an easy up and down for him. So it's just mind-boggling that he hasn't been able to break through, and he has the the miss on Sunday that doesn't seem to be in play any other round. Um, it's hard to really know what the factor is there. All right, so here's what you do. When you set your alarm on Saturday evening, that is your opportunity to sell Louis shares and buy Patton Kazire shares. That's yes. the move. Saturday evening, set your alarms right now because uh, shares have been allocated and we are now entering the live trading phase. You can buy and sell these shares of golfers until this event ends. And um, I have $20 more to give away. And the final $20 for this evening goes to Pat McNamara. Pat, congratulations. We'll get you all set up with that. Uh, If you missed out on the Jock Bucks this week, uh, come back next week. We don't know what it's going to look like for the Olympics, Joe, but we're going to figure something out. It might be strategy-based. It might be – I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll be here, right? We'll be here, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. we, I, I think it'll be cool. Like even We'll figure out something out to, to make it entertaining, but I think it will be cool just to kind of look back at some of the data and and figure out – You know, it's hard when you get caught up into this every week, and it's like once one week finishes, it's right on to the next. And I think it would be good to kind of analyze something, um, you know, from a little bit more of a top-down perspective and see as a whole what is working for people uh, and what isn't. So we appreciate you guys stopping by. I love seeing all the comments of the portfolios in the chat and who you guys like this week. Thanks again. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and, and we'll keep being here on Wednesday nights for you. That's right. Hit the like button on your way out. Use the code POWER for a $50 deposit bonus and have a good evening. Good luck. We'll catch you next week.